In an age of turmoil, can free idiots discussing movies change the world? No! Podcast! On Infinite Earths. Hello. Wait, 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 no, not recording it. No, 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 we are recording now. Hooray, here we go. Right. Welcome everyone to another bonus episode of Podcasts on Infinite Earths because... Well, because we, 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 we can't organise our schedule properly, so we're just going to cram this in until we finally get to our Sean Connery tribute four weeks after he's passed away. Fingers on the pulse. Nothing if not timely. No, no, that is us. Well, let's get our introductions out of the way. I'm Lewis. Uh, oh, yeah, that I'm doesn't work. Tom. Yeah, that uh, doesn't work. Maybe, maybe you should brain. just be Tom. Also... No, I'm, I'm, no. No? No. This isn't working, is it? No. Feels wrong. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We can't get past the introductions, so there's no point going any further. Uh, yes, we are missing uh, a member of the team today. Tom Prime uh, is, I think, I guess he's at work. Probably. He's. It's all right for some minute. Making some money. Good, good for him. But yeah. he, we are also discussing on today's bonus episode The Mandalorian, which Tom Ooh. Prime disgracefully has not watched. Well, because he's not a Disney shill, so... This is true. He doesn't want to give any more money <laughs> to Disney. So I, on the other hand, I've said this many times, have numerous direct debits to the Walt Disney yeah, you, Corporation. More than anyone I know, I think. Yeah, I'm literally wearing a, a, a Mickey Mouse hoodie right now. Oh. With a... Brand did you? With a Mickey Mouse t-shirt underneath. All right, that's excessive. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Mickey Mouse on my watch face. It's a, it's a cult, Tom. I can't get out. Help me. <laughs> na, 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 leader. <laughs> reference. Little deep cut Simpsons reference. Yeah. Um, but before we get started, I think we better talk about the big news of the week, which I am outraged about, quite frankly. How is Hermine not in the final of the Great British Bake Off? I mean, before this last episode, I was like, I mean, she could well win. Mm. I want the young Scottish man to win. I hate him, Tom. Uh, That's because you hate your own. Yeah. You know that bit in The Simpsons when Willie's like, you know, like (laughs) English against Scots and Scots against Scots. Damn Scots. They ruined Scotland. Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) You Scots sure are a hateful bunch. We are. We are a hateful bunch, but I don't like him. He is, um, he's a bit insufferable. And he's, he's the first person I've ever seen on Bake Off that's been fully aware of how good he is. And he's got no humility at all. I think he's nice because he's just like, no. he's, he's like, I'd quite like to win. <laughs> I could be Star Baker, I'm doing all right. No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped my microphone there. No, I, 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 I can't cope with it. He, he needs to have a repressed British attitude where even when he is fantastic, he's just like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, well, he's got piercing blue eyes for it, so I can forgive him. But... I think he looks dead behind the eyes. <laughs> There's something just a little bit soulless about it. I saw someone say on Twitter, he looks like there is uh, a dead Victorian child trying to escape out of his face. <laughs> Which is probably a bit mean, but <laughs> mean, but that's quite good. Yeah, I mean, he's, look, look, he he seems like a lovely lad, but he's a little yeah. bit just just overbearing. He's he's a bit too giddy for me. I suppose, but yeah, to be fair, man, yeah, I thought I mean had a, a solid chance of being in the final, but then she just she had a bad week. 
She did, but Laura, Laura is that person. Every year, there's someone in the final that's only got to the final because every week, someone has just been a bit shitter than she has. Yeah, she is. She's lucky to be there. Yeah. She's made some tape, like, almost everything she's made has been tasty. It's true, just... True, she's got to play. It just looks like garbage. Looks like it's already been eaten, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good critique, actually. I'm. I'm just. I don't know. I'm. I'm furious. Yeah. It, uh, just, I found it really funny where it was the. Which one was? It? Yeah, it was the the showstopper. And on one side of the tent, you got the girls who are having a, a shocker. Yeah. The other side, the guys are just like, "That went all right, didn't it?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> we're done. We're finished. It's just yeah. Every week, Peter does something so ridiculously complicated and just breezes through it, yeah. and it's just, it's just he's so. He's so aware of his talents that it's just a bit insufferable. It's like there was that week when he was, I think he was piping some sort of really complex shape and he was doing loads of them. He was like, oh God, this is really hard. And that lot was like, (laughs) we'll just stop doing it then. Just stop. Yeah, I miss Lottie's uh, takedowns of everyone else around her. Yeah, yeah, she she took no prisoners with those those smoky eyes. And she listened to Sabaton, which was like, that's excellent. She she seems like a person that would be at home on this podcast. Yeah, let's get so, her on. Lottie, if you're listening, you know, we'll we'll take anybody, quite frankly. She's, yeah, she's definitely listening. Except Peter. Well, I won't take Peter on the podcast. Peter, you can come to mine. It's okay, Peter. <laughs> uh, well, See, anyway, I guess we'll... This um, is what happens when Tom's not here. Yeah, we're just talking about the bake-off. <laughs> He'd have shut this down about five minutes ago. The Great British Bake-Cast. <gasps> let's do it! Is that oh, taken? Um, almost definitely. <laughs> Everything's been done. Everything's been done. Anyway, um, Hermine, we love you. You were robbed. Let's move on. The Mandalorian. Uh, we are three, four episodes, three or four episodes into season two now. And I thought yeah, we just... episode comes out tomorrow. There you go, folks. There you are. If you listen to this today, it's tomorrow. If you listen to this next week, it was last week. No one's listening. That's true. We'll stop. I, was just, I didn't know where I was going. And it was a, oh, I was no one's listening. listening. Oh, gosh. Let's just talk about the bake-off again. <laughs> but I thought it would just be fun just to have a little recap of where the show's up to so far and what we th- where we think it might go and what we hope might happen going forward. Um, so just before we dive into it, what, what's your overall take on the show as a whole? As a whole? As a I, whole. As, as a, a sexy whole. whole. As, as, a, a, as, as an orifice, what's your overall take on As the show? a Sarlacc pit, I, <laughs> I like it. I, I'm a Star Wars boy. Yeah. Well, I used to be. It's, I think we've talked about this before. I think you've, probably you've transitioned. Episode. A little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, loved the original trilogy. Just because I had it on tape, like VHS, so it's just... It was part of my life. I had all that, but I had random, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like droid encyclopedias and all sorts. Uh, I don't know why I was miming a book then. Excellent podcast material. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, as a kid, I liked the prequels. Then I jumped on the bandwagon of shitting on the prequels. And I think, like everyone else, I appreciate elements of them yeah. now. Even though I'm like, uh, why do they do that? But what it is yeah you can kind of see the prequels for what they were trying to be and yeah. up against the new 
sequels, they're actually not that bad. Yeah, well, and I, I've enjoyed lots of parts of the new one, but it's just I'm not as excited as I should be about the movies now. Yeah. Like, I, remember, I remember we went to see uh, Force Awakens. We did. We went at to see cinema, that together. That that felt very exciting though, and yeah. and I just think the subsequent films never really um, fulfilled the promise of the Force Awakens because the Force Awakens didn't really give you anything new. It just no, it re- didn't. It, yeah, it just reintroduced you to everything that you love, laid out a few mysteries like, oh, I want to see what happens here. None of them ever got a satisfying, not a single question that they asked in that first film got a satisfactory answer. Yeah, it's um, the old, the old lost conundrum. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, JJ loves a good, a good mystery to the point that he ended up starting again, basically in the Rise of Skywalker. At which point, well, it's too late. It's it's yeah, too late. You can't. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I just wonder. I don't know what you feel about this, but I wonder if the future of Star Wars just is. TV? I think it very well could be. They've been threatening it for a while. Like I was, I was meant to be like a, a bounty hunter thing. Mm-hmm. I was quite excited for which didn't really happen. Um, I, I want to see stuff away from the Skywalkers. Yes. Because that's same. what's of all the new stuff that's come out, that's been the interesting stuff. Yeah, it definitely but, has. I mean, um... I love Luke. I enjoy Luke drinking blue milk as much as half of the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill is, is, you know, he's a pop culture icon and, you know, and you'd watch him any day of the week, but I just think they've exhausted the Skywalker story now. And, you know, we've seen it in like the Clone Wars. There's, there's a lot of interesting stories to tell in that, in that galaxy, in that universe. If you just give yourself a bit more freedom away from trying to make it all fit into an overarching narrative, which I think the Mandalorian is maybe doing a little bit, but it still seems like its own thing enough that it doesn't need to worry yeah. too much about, well, what's what's happening with Luke Skywalker at this point in the story? Yeah. Where's Hans? You know, we don't need to see those three. I, mean, I think that's, that's the thing they did well in the first series, and I'm worried about what they're going to do in the second, where mm. yeah, dropped little nuggets, little hints to wider stuff but it was its own thing whereas now that it's done well i'm worried that the execs are gonna like oh yeah shopping fucking jar jar i don't know like (laughs) tell you what though i would love to see like an old an old like broken jar jar binks (laughs) like he's you know there's no like excuse me he's just like what what do you want (laughs) he's just ruined uh, time has I've ruined the, <laughs> I've ruined the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, he did. I voted in a tyrant. Better yet, I'd love it if they leaned into that that theory that you know he was working with Palpatine, and they come across him now, and he's just like in a in like a castle, lording over some slaves, like really dark. Like Jar Jar is just Darth Jar Jar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's reaping the rewards of his of his misdeeds. I'd watch that show. So, do you think he's uh, the guy who would be uh, scary lightsaber things boss? Yeah, Moff Gideon. You mean? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I've <laughs> I've I've got the names written down. Um, yeah. Well, I think I'd agree with most of that. It's um, my 
my overall thoughts is yeah, it's it's Star Wars. So you know you're already on board, and it, and it is good Star Wars. You know it's not perfect. Uh, I think it does a few things that I I wish it wouldn't do, which we'll come into. But overall, it's just it's one of those shows that is just remarkably enjoyable. I like that it's a weekly release because you look forward to it every week. It's it's yeah. a bit like a cultural event every week, and you know it's. Baby Yoda's just become like one of the most recognizable, memeable characters in gener- like decades. It's been so long since a character's had this sort of effect on just the general cultural psyche and merchandising, and just yeah. he is omnipresent yeah. at this point. Similar would be like minions, I guess. They were everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of cute, but a little bit naughty. And a little yeah. bit silly, but very expressive. Yeah, and I think they're doing him well, where he's not in every single frame, so it's not like being overhead with how adorable he is, because he is. Yeah. I, want, I want one. We all want a Baby Yoda. Uh, well, well, let's talk about Baby Yoda then, because, I mean, that's obviously, you know, it, right at the start of season one, unfortunately for us, um, a lot of people, you know, they kept Baby Yoda secret, amazingly well you know there was no merchandise announcements until after episode one so people in the united states that got to see this when it came out a year ago were treated to an amazing twist when you know they thought he was collecting a 50 year old alien and it's baby we knew about it long before we saw the episode because we got disney plus about eight months later than everybody else no so it wasn't much of a surprise but it's it, it was still great to see but you know, that was the big, big twist at the start of season one. And, you know, since then, the whole show has mostly revolved around getting him back to his own people or getting him to the Jedi. Um, yeah. we, don't, we don't really know if he's a clone, if he's uh, just another member of Yoda's species. You know, it, there, there's still a bit of mystery around him, which is quite, quite intriguing. Um, but I'd, I wonder how long they can dangle that thread until they have to start giving us some answers on him yeah it'll be yeah it'll be interesting i like well i did like that the full background reveal of like oh it's a 50 year old target and then it's this little baby mm. but that it, it brings up a lot of interesting things about the development of that species as well oh yeah definitely like no child like no mother child relationship lasts over 50 years <laughs> yeah that that's context. true like, humans uh, well we take a long time in comparison to the rest of the animal kingdom because our bodies are catching up with the size of our brains and all that kind of thing yeah so is it something to do with that or is he a 50 year old con artist it's a bit like what's the horror movie where it's a uh person with dwarfism pretending to be a child oh yeah it's um <laughs> it's it's not the omen but it's something along that sort of it's like an orphanage yeah. kid isn't it they, they yeah, get from an orphanage yeah yeah but yeah what if it's that and he's just wow. like that'd be dark my I'm question is my my question is you know he's he's force sensitive and you know mando I said repeatedly, his kind can control things with their mind. Is the implication that every member of Yoda's species is automatically force sensitive? Well, I don't know, because like, 
it started off when he was trying to get him back to his his people. I was like, oh yeah, okay, so the planet of Yoda's. <laughs> but then it's kind of it, it's pivoted to specifically Jedi now in the yeah. new series, which is like, okay, interesting. Not sure about that, but okay. Mm. But yeah, the only two of that species that we've already seen are both force sensitive. So yeah, you got Yoda in Yaddle. 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 Um. So, well, maybe they are. Maybe it's a species that is, you know, just um, connected to the Force in a way that other species just aren't. And maybe that's why Yoda was so powerful with the Force, because, you know, maybe his planet is some sort of, like, uh, birthplace of the Force, of midichlorians, who who knows? Uh, Bring back midichlorians. (laughs) I want them back. Well, we do have, like, um, uh, precedent for species having sort of different connections to the force and stuff because you got like Watto. Mm. Who's that? Mind tricks I oh, don't do it. Let's do it. But <laughs> he's a Toydarian, so mind tricks don't work on him. Yeah. All the money. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, sorry, I I typed in Watto into my search thing. And one of the like the third one down is Watto Jewish. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, Google. Don't suggest oh. it. <laughs> Don't recommend anti-Semitism. Jesus Christ. Well, I, well I, yeah. Hmm. Well, back to Yoda. Baby Yoda, the child. Yes. It's not It's not baby Yoda, I suppose. It's just... Yeah. It. Although, are we moving towards the, the bounty now? Is that a thing? Um, no. I've seen on some merch. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just like knock-off merchandise. There's in Disney Parks. Oh, okay. Well, what do I know? Um, but yeah, also, like, so he's fifty years old. So, yeah. um, what kind of development is he? He's like two in human years, would you say? From that, like, um, he's wandering about, but he's yeah, because he can. He yeah, he can waddle about. He's obviously, you know, he he, he can feed himself. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He's he's sort of two or three if you put it in in terms of 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 humans. Um, okay, how old was Yoda? Was he nine hundred? Yeah, I think when he dies in Empire, he's like eight hundred and something. Um, which you know, I, I I do think it's really cool that they've based you know that they've um, explained how Yoda was so old, and you know, I, I I'd love to see Yoda as like a, a teenager when he's one hundred and fifty. Well. Just, Going by development, if well, 150, he'd be about six. Oh, yeah, that's true. T- t- 250, maybe? Well, hold on. He's only about 24 when he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's true, actually. Which I just kind of just, explains why he's such a some ridiculous one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. He's just this young adult does fucking with Luke. <laughs> so, like, let me figure it out. So, if 50 is, let's just say, conservatively, a three-year-old. Okay, yeah. So 100 is six. Yeah. So 800 is... Oh, no, maths. Okay. Oh, God, this is hard. Well, if, if, I, if I do 900 divided by 50, I, that, that's, that's 18. Uh-huh. Does that mean he was 18? No, times that? that by three, then. Times that by three, so 54. So let's say Yoda was probably middle aged, yeah. really. So unless it's kind of so like, 
um, so the years are a midlife crisis. Right? It's just... <laughs> I, either that or it's like a, it's a it's a curvature. You know, they start off aging a bit slow, and as they hit like the mid five hundreds, they start to age a bit more rapidly. Sucks. Yeah, I, I could only assume that's well. There you go, internet. We've we've we figured it out. You can you can feel free to sh- share this around. So. I, love, I just love your idea of anyone who knows anything about maths listening to this. And be like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Oh, you're no, wrong. What not you at all. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you like Baby Yoda though? I do. I do as well. He's very sweet. He is. It's just. Like I said, I think they've they've managed to strike a good balance between you know giving them enough cutesy things to do, but actually, you know, even, you know, like the most recent episode, they kind of just get rid of him for most of the show. Um, yeah, they do that occasionally. I think it. I think it depends on the writer slash director of each episode because they're yeah. so. I know they've got like Dave. Uh, is it Dave Filoni? Yeah, yeah, he just yeah. I know they've got him basically keeping everyone on Star Wars track and being like, no, that wouldn't happen because this, this, and this. Yeah, he is, is. he is like, you know, Filoniopedia now. Yeah, he is Mr. Star <laughs> Yeah, that sounds a bit of a mouthful, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how the Baby Yoda mystery unravels. And if at some point Baby Yoda, you know, if, if he gets him back to the Jedi, what, where does the show go without Baby Yoda? Because at the moment, it, the show is the Mandalorian and the child. I'd I'd be very curious to see, you know, is is the show just about his quest to return Baby Yoda? Will it end once he's done that, or does it go think, somewhere else after you? I think, it, I do. I think yeah. it very well could. Like, I mean, it could go down a whole like finishes his task in a blaze of glory and dies by a weird sort of redemption. Yeah, and then that's the end of like the end of Mandalorian because he keeps getting shot a lot. <laughs> he is for a show called The Mandalorian. He is the worst Mandalorian I've seen on this show so far. Clumsy. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but then there is a precedent for that. The first time we see a Mandalorian try and do anything like vaguely action based in Star Wars, <laughs> he falls into a pit. <laughs> yes, but forty years later, he ain't in that pit no more. He ain't in that pit no more. Um, well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm yeah. really happy that they got uh, they've gotten thingy back for him. Yeah, Tamara Morrison. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Um, I did see a thing online though, which was sort of questioning the ages of certain people because Bo Katan, played by the uh, marvelous Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica, uh, she was in the Clone Wars and yeah. seemed to be sort of a contemporary of Obi Wan. When we see Obi Wan post Clone Wars in Episode. Four, he is a haggard old man. He's Alec, Alec McGuinness. Um, and then, but when we see Bo Katan, which is a good 15 years after episode four, she is a sprightly middle aged woman. And they're just trying to figure out why is she not much, Aliens. much older when Boba Fett, who we first saw in episode two, was about 10 years old. When we see him at the end of episode one of season two of The Mandalorian is clearly in his like sixties and he okay. should be younger than Bo Katan because Aliens. Oh yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you can you can explain all that way where just because a lot of people look human doesn't mean each human that we see is the same species. Yeah, that's kinda how I assume that like maybe Mandalorians just don't age as quickly. 
yeah. Yeah, even though yeah, I said they look like humans, Mandalore yeah. is actually a different subspecies of human. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Boba Fett is a clone. Maybe they yeah. have an aging process that is different. Well, no, I know, like, they said that they, he wanted one to age normally. Yeah. But maybe they didn't quite get that right for Mandalorians. Yeah, days. yeah, quite possibly. Um, although there's never any actual confirmation that Jango Fett is a Mandalorian. They, they, they don't know if he stole that armor or not. No. Yeah. But, but but either way, um, yeah. But there's I a think... few different. I've got I've got a comic which is quite cool, which is his background, but it's legends now, so it's yeah. But oh, still, no. well, yeah. The um, <laughs> the <laughs> Star Wars, the first season. Um, it it took me a while to get into this. Uh, I found the the pacing a little bit slow, and. Oh. Uh, I felt like a lot of there was a bit too much sort of wink wink nudge nudge to certain things in the Star Wars universe and obviously the whole show is you know uh homaging westerns massively and the first episode of the second series is an amazing yeah yeah you know stranger rolls into town helps them fight off a bad guy team gets people working together you know it, 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 it even episode three is very much like that like he rolls into a fishing town you know things happen but my my only issue with that and although it's very very cool westerns for for us haven't really been a thing since we were born i mean there's no, been a few you know you've had things like you know um free like tent to Yuma and yeah like and no country for old men and even games like red dead redemption have shown that westerns have a have an enduring entertainment power but yeah I, you know, we didn't grow up watching westerns, and I just feel like a lot of the yeah. show is John Favreau and Dave Filoni just making the things that they liked, and they're kind yeah. of forgetting to make things that other people might like. And but then that's what George did. Like for all his goods and evils, Lucas he liked old like samurai movies, so he made yeah. and Flash Gordon that. and yeah, yeah. Well, well, again, I think that's what all filmmakers do, but I still think George managed to um, homage those things whilst crafting something new that you could then, that could become your Western. I feel like, it just feels like Mandalorian spends a bit too long trying to be other things. Like, particularly season two, episode one is just Dune, episode two is Alien, and then episode (laughs) three is just just a Western again. And it's like, and as much as I love it, I'm kind of like, well, I've kind of seen all this before. Like, episode two particularly, I was like, well, I've seen Aliens, so this isn't really anything groundbreaking. Of the recent ones, they've definitely done it in the right order, where it's episode one is the standout. Episode one, season two was fantastic, but um, yeah, season one took a while to get going for me. Um, so I felt like the pace was a little bit slow. There wasn't a lot of things that I thought, oh, that's new. Like even when he's on that planet um, to get Baby Yoda the first time, you know, it's it's Jawas. I'm like, there could have been another like scavenging race you created. Yeah. It didn't have to be Jawas. It just felt like, oh, the Jawas are back. Remember them kids? Buy our toys. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what it felt like. I did quite like. In the new series, with how you're seeing Mon Calamari and different things, because we've only ever seen them in the context of spaceships and stuff, it's nice to see whether it's the planet they come from or whether they just live there. Mm. But it's, it's good to see oh, a yeah. bit of variety on that front. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, you need to see the familiar, but it just felt like a lot of it was a bit too familiar. Um, yeah. And I th- just the, the jaw was particularly. I was just a bit like, Ugh, you know, wh- why can't they just be a Tatooine thing? Why do they have to be space scavengers going all around the the galaxy? Like, it just it would have been nice to see something different. It just didn't feel very creative. Uh, well, but I mean, it, they've done a little bit of diff- like in the episode where he goes to that nice village and then mm. the progressor lady helps him fight people yeah jada carano i don't yes. like jada carano well she's not an actress wow i quite enjoyed her in deadpool and stuff where she because she oh. feels like she can take colossus I just, want, I, I just want that on a soundbite. Well, she's not an actress. <laughs> I, yeah. I would much prefer if they just kept Katie Sackhoff instead of her. Sackhoff, Gina Carano, and keep Casey Sackhoff. I think that's a hashtag there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> I love Katie Sackhoff. She's fantastic. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. She's my gal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah the, the bad guys in that one, which were new, but they were also quite generic at the same time so it's yeah it's um you know i, I get it it's hard to do new things anymore because everything's been done uh but it just it's season one and, and you know i get it they have to re-establish the universe again and just remind you what's you know this is the things you like yeah but at, at times it, it 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 was only at the end of season one when you started to get sort of new lore that I was like, oh, that's in, like, you know, I, I know the Darksaber exists, but I don't know anything about the Darksaber. And I was no, like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I don't know anything about this. And it was, that's what I wanted. Like, give me something that the casual fan maybe isn't that familiar because we all know Jawas and we all know Tatooine. And it's like, okay, let's, let's just go somewhere else. Um, that's, that's what I enjoyed about the most recent episode. Like, I don't know if it's covered at all in the Clone Wars and that kind of thing because I've not really seen much of the... It is, um, which I only know because I've, I've only I've watched The Clone Wars this summer for the first time, and particularly the, the newest season has a lot of Bo-Katan, has a lot of Mandalore. Um, so a lot of that felt quite uh, timely for me. But again, I think it said the casual viewer is getting introduced to a lot of some pretty interesting cultural lore for, for Mandalorians. Yeah, like the whole thing of him being from a splinter group. I, yeah. I, that came out of nowhere for me. I was like, "Oh, that's a very interesting thing that they can explore now." Like, yeah, because I, you know, even that I've even though I've seen the Clone Wars, I've seen Bo-Katan take off a helmet. It didn't dawn on me that, oh, hold on a minute, some Mandalorians do take off the helmets, and it is in. Like I said it's really interesting that he's part of this, like almost like militia type, where they think yeah, they're like it, extremists almost. Yeah, it, the thing, the thing is, though, like, is Bo-Katan in the cartoons and stuff? She a good guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. She she um, helps sort of fight off like Darth Maul and works for the Sokasan. I mean, she she she's she's grey. She's quite a grey character. She's not good. Okay. She's not bad. She's she's very much um, for the survival of her own people. But she's yeah. Because I was getting from not having the knowledge of her previously, they seemed really sus. Like watching mm. this, I was like, who are these guys? Are they are these guys on the level? I I cannot. You couldn't get a gauge on them. They're 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 not like pro Jedi, but they're certainly not pro Empire. Um, you know, they they work with us. They they worked with Ahsoka at the point when Ahsoka had walked away from the Jedi predominantly. But yeah, I, I they're certainly um, 
they 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 walked that line between good and bad, but the anti-hero, I guess, is what you'd probably. Which I think Mandalorian is anyway. You know, he's he's not a good guy. Yeah. He's not a bad guy. He's far from the worst in the galaxy, but he's no Luke Skywalker, shall we say? Um, but yeah, and I just felt season one felt a little bit small. Um, you know, the and a lot of it, it felt like they were just really enjoying using their fancy panoramic screen technology. I mean, they are, but and it's also amazing the things it, they've been able it to is. do. It is, like, especially fun. like in the new series now that they've kind of. I think because they're still getting to groups of it a bit. Yeah. But like when he's traveling across Tatooine and you're just like, this is in a room. Yeah, it, it, it is in a room. And, you know, other, like the Batman now is apparently using this technology and, you know, it, it's, it is fantastic. But a lot of season one was just big sweeping shots of the Mandalorian walking across desolate landscapes. I was a bit like, yeah. Can we get a bit of story now, please? <laughs> there wasn't an awful lot of story in, in the story. Um, yeah, well, but it looks fantastic, obviously. Yeah, that's, I think, also an issue because of, of the way it's built and because it's multiple directors doing different things. Mm. So every episode feels slightly separate. So you, they are telling, it's bottle episodes. It, yeah, there's a lot of bottle episodes. It's, it's only like until you get to episode sort of seven and eight of season one where it is sort of coming together as a, a cohesive narrative and I've, I've got nothing against bottle episodes i loved buffy it's they are what they are but it's i think like in the in the first episode of the second series mm-hmm. uh, because they're cons- like constricted on time to tell the story in they, they just have to sort of cheat a little bit and do simple storytelling like there's the bit where um tim timothy oliphant Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to call him Tim Ola Fantastic. Ola Fan, yeah. Ola Fantastic is like, oh, sound people. Uh, I'm going to get in a fight. And he's like, simmer <laughs> down, dickhead. And then two seconds later, he's breaking up a fight between like his own people being like, oh, no, yeah. they're all right. It's like, this jump has come very quickly. Yeah, because they just haven't got the time to flesh yeah. out that conflict properly but i think they're sort of relying on the fact that we kind of understand that sand people have been doing this for generations because we've seen them in episodes four i did love the fact that now people are saying that when obi-wan kenobi first arrived in episode four he's making the sound of a crate dragon and that's why the sand people are so terrified and leave yeah. luke skywalker i was like that's that's amazing like i love little things like that are really cool um i, I really like all of the sand people mythos and stuff we're getting. I like the development of them as because for ages they were just like, oh, these. They were almost, yeah, just like animals. Yeah. But they clearly were. And then, you know, in episode two, Anakin slaughters a whole village and. Yeah, not cool, Anakin. Not, not cool. cool at all. That's. If I was Padme, I'd be like, well, maybe this isn't going to work out. And the children. <laughs> oh, dear. And there's so much sand. I don't like sand. It gets in my pants. <laughs> Between my toes. Oh. Padme, lick it out of my toes. Oh, oh. No, no, Anakin. You are on the dark side, aren't you? Jesus. Um, well, anyway, season one, uh, it does, it definitely, I'm just going to pivot back into this now. Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, season one definitely picks up towards the end. And, you know, I love Giancarlo Esposito in anything he's in i think he's fantastic yeah, he's, he's, he's a scene stealer he is your go-to bad guy now that he's no you think breaking bad this the boys as well 
he's he's in everything. He's he's great, and I'm excited to see more of him. And I am quite glad they've held on to him a bit already in season two. We've, not, we've only seen him in a hologram so far because yeah. he's clearly going to be sort of our overarching bad guy, it seems. Yeah. Unless there is Darth Jar Jar, of course. Darth Jar Jar, definitely. <laughs> he he's he great because he's. He does a lot with a little. Like he he's one of those guys that you can just give him a moment of silence or like one sentence and he can do a lot with that. Yeah, definitely. Good, um, good, <laughs> And we're obviously going to see a lot more of, of you know, uh, Katie Sackos, Bokusan going after him and um, hopefully not more of um, Cara Dune. I'm, I'm okay if we don't see Cara Dune in season two at all, okay. but she'll probably be back at some point. Yeah, um, well, it's, everyone keeps saying that he's at some point going to put a team together. Like, probably in the finale. Yeah, Predator style, where they're yeah. all in love with each other. <laughs> but like, he'll get all his friends that he's made and he'll go do something epic, which yeah. that would be cool, but it's just you don't need to talk to them, do you? Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. Um, but yes, season one was good. You know, it, 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 I think my problem was we, the whole season had finished before we got it and everyone seemed to love it. And my expectations were just a bit too high, I think. And it was just a bit like, well, okay, it's, it's, it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but then season two comes around and that first episode of season two is the best Star Wars film I've seen in yeah. years. It is... <sighs> You know, it's it was a good hour long as well. Um, although it was very, very westerny, uh, it was also very sci-fi esque, and the crate dragon was phenomenal. Yeah, like they really that, did a good job of scale on that. as oh, well. Oh, so good! I, yeah, that's what I mean. That yeah, I, I love when things are just like massive because it feels otherworldly at that point. Um, you know, like what you know, when we get the little ice spiders in the next episode. It's like, well. Couldn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah I don't. but <laughs> giant sand dragons, amazing. Yes, and just that, I, the the directing was spectacular. And when it comes out of the ground and eats the um, what's the sand people cow called? Bantha. Uh, uh, Bantha. Yeah. yeah. When it eats the Bantha, what an amazing shot! I felt so sorry <laughs> for that poor thing. Cow. <laughs> <laughs> sand people pig. Um, you know what I meant. Yeah, but they, they also did good things with playing with expectation and stuff. Like when we first see him leading a bamper and he takes the sand person instead. Yeah. Oh, so, great. And, yeah. Uh, although quite horrifying, really funny. And there's that amazing reaction shot of the sand people. Although they cannot express themselves, it was, the, yeah, just the best reaction shot I've ever seen. Because you could feel they're like, oh, fuck. Shit, not again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terry. Oh, no. It's not Terry. They've, they've all got really mundane names. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I absolutely adored that episode. It, it, it looked great. And just the like the aerial shots of uh, Mando and Oliphant flying up to shoot the great yeah, dragon. And cool. just... The, you know, the, it, there was a lot of moments that just subverted your expectations, like the crate dragon popping out on top of the ridge. I was like, "What? How did he get up there?" So clever. Um, and again, the whole thing. Just, yeah, it just looked fantastic. And there's um, lots of there's one you could tell they put in lots of thought into the whole episode 
because little things like the fact that the armor did not fit Timothy Oliphant. Oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> he, he looked like such a little like weedy nerd, didn't he? Like he's wearing like a Boba Fett costume, like a seven-year-old. Yeah, but I kind of love yeah that he's he's just he's not actually that much of a badass. He's just a lot of it is just all for show, just yeah. protect this little village. Um, and yeah. that's a, an interesting thing that I've heard come up as well. Like when he reappears to chase off the mining people, whoever mm. they are, do they run away because he kills a couple of them? Or do do they run away because they recognize he's a Mandalorian or more specifically Boba Fett? Uh, yeah, I think it's implied that it's, it's the armor they're scared of. And I, and I assume with it being Tatooine, that they're familiar with who Boba Fett is. Um, for all they know, like, oh my God, how did he get out of that Sarlacc pit? Not fuck <laughs> with this guy. Um, but obviously at the end of episode one, we do see Boba Fett. And, you know, we've not seen him since, but we're clearly going to... There's Season two is, is working because there's a lot of little things just starting to uh, run underneath the surface. You know, you've got yeah. the Ahsoka Tano stuff, you've got the Boba Fett stuff, you've got the... Uh, the dark saber storyline. There's still the baby. There's suddenly a lot more little threads starting to weave together. So it is a much more interesting season, and I'm really curious to see what the deal is with Boba Fett at this point because he looks battered and ruined. Yeah. Well, he would be. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like. I'm glad. It, I'm kind of glad it's Boba Fett because I knew when they announced that he was in it. That's quite a bit of things like, oh, is he? Is he going to be Boba Fett or is he going to be an old clone trooper? Yeah, or, like I know Captain there's characters. Yeah, yeah, Captain Rex. Yeah. I did read an amazing little thing on, on Twitter. It's just like a little throwaway line, uh, which just gives a little bit of context to Empire. You know when you get that scene with all the bounty hunters lined up on the uh, Imperial cruiser? Um, Darth Vader picks Boba Fett to be the guy to find Han Solo. I read a great thing that said Darth Vader picked Boba Fett because his voice reminded him of Captain Rex from the Clone Wars, which, which it would. And I was like, that's a, even though that's clearly not what George Lucas would have been thinking about. <laughs> no, of course not. But, but it's, in hindsight, I, it's one of those things that you can, you can now plug back into yeah. the original, and it actually makes a little bit of sense. Like, oh, that's pretty cool, that. That's, that's always nice things, because it, it's, a lot of that stuff is just fan-made. Yeah. Like that little yeah. headcanon yeah. for yourself, which just <laughs> improves things from it's your canon. perspective, at least. I like that head cannon. Yeah. Mind cannon. Mind cannon. Sad mind cannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I think people were wondering if, if he'd be playing like a clone. He, he could end up playing both. There's, there's nothing yeah. to say he might not because. Well, the only thing is, uh, are any clone troopers still alive? Because they do have a shorter life cycle and all that kind of thing. I'm pretty sure Captain Rex is still with Ahsoka Tano from. I, I I can't if 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 I'm wrong, people please correct me. But I'm pretty sure in Rebels, Captain Rex is still still around. Um, and you know, at the end of Clone Wars, it's him and the Sokatano that have survived the like this crash onto a planet. It's it, amazing final uh, episode, by the way, of the Clone Wars. So I thoroughly recommend it. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious to see what Boba Fett's up to because he's the one character really that has never actually been given that much. You know, he was always about the, just the, the lack of action was what made him so endearing. He was always, yeah. ju- it was he, just these little he glimpses. He looks so cool. Then you just fell in a pit. Yeah, but <laughs> that sort of added to his, his myth, didn't it? It was just, well, what could he have done? We don't know. He's such he, a klutz. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if it turns out, even in this series, he's just useless? He's yeah. just terrible. Uh, well, there's a, another podcast I listen to. I always do this. I what? plug up a podcast. Stop plugging other shows, Tom. <laughs> they have a whole bit about it. Like, he's basically Mr. Magoo. <laughs> 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 that's what I, honestly, that's what I want to see. I really want to see that. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole first episode's great. Timothy Oliphant, yes, just give me more of him. He's very charming. He's... Oh, yeah, very, very. Um, one thing I found a bit weird was when he, he, he walked into the bar and the, the, the bartender is like, Queequay, pour me a whatever. That's that guy's race. It just seems like a weird thing just to address someone by their race. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Just walking, oh, you're whitey. <laughs> that's what I mean. I like you know, I get he calls him like Mando and stuff. That's fairly similar, but it just it's just an odd thing to say. Yeah, I mean, they seem weird. at least like they know each other. It's not yeah. like yeah. Well yeah, because they have that flashback of him helping him out of the, the yeah, bar and those. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like me he's gone Do you think he goes to him human? Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's maybe maybe it's a private joke between them. <laughs> yeah. Quite possibly. Or like it's one of those things where it's like if I order, all right, Scottish. Like it's so that's what people say to me. Damn yeah. Scots! Ah, oh, Peter, don't like you. Um, the only thing I would oh, say maybe he's season... a, maybe Peter's a big bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm picturing him now. You know that scene in Force Awakens where it's that massive hologram of Snoke. It's Peter's it's face, Peter. <laughs> <Yeah. Just> smiling. <laughs> 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 Peter Jen Louise. Fuck off, Peter. Don't like you. Um, the only thing I can say for season two so far that, it, that isn't working is there's not an awful lot of... Um, uh, there's no emotional hook to the show. There's not really any character drama. We're just starting to get a bit of it with Bo-Katan and, and, and them lot, but it, yeah. it's very, very like plotty. It's, it's Mando goes to a place, needs some information, has to complete a quest to get the information. And that's yeah, pretty good. much just been every episode so far. The main emotional stuff has been Baby Yoda being in danger because he's so cute. We are hardwired to care about cute things. Yeah, as, as yeah. Us. But there's there's very little um, like we there's very little drive for for Mando except for Baby Yoda. I, I want to know a bit more about his motivations and and about what he's feeling. It's just it's all very video gamey to me. Like go here, meet this guy, complete the mission, get get your coins. You know what I mean? Well, that's what that's what I'm interested. Especially with this whole him discovering more about the yeah. basically cult that he's in. Like, yeah. is he then going to move away from it? Is he going to take his helmet off at the end? Well, I hope so because Pedro Pascal is a handsome man. Yeah. Don't but, don't waste him behind that helmet. How many contrivances are we going to do through the different series to just get his helmet off once a series? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, yeah, I'm just a robot. Let me have a look. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next one will be someone is dying and it's like, let me see your face before I die. That's, I think that's a good one because then it's like, well, that's fine. You're going to die. Yeah, I, I can see that. But he doesn't care about anyone enough yet. They, they need to build up that relationship. This is true. This is true. Maybe, maybe it'll be Carl Weathers. <laughs> yes, Carl Weathers. <laughs> I know, Baby Yoda, when he, like, they'll go for everything together. Then at some point, maybe you're just going to shout, Look out! Because <laughs> he's actually <laughs> 50 and can talk. <laughs> She's just like, What? <laughs> what a great twist that would be. Um, let, me, let me see your face. Please. I'm already a little. 
<laughs> yeah, he definitely sounds like a tiny northern grandma. It's definitely yeah. how he sounds. <laughs> hey, have, you, have you had your tea? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Have, have, have this fish egg of a, of a dying species. Good. Yeah. Put should, we, chest. should we talk about the fact that Baby Yoda almost committed genocide? <laughs> he doesn't know any better unless he does. Well, that's the thing, does he? Because he's clearly very intelligent, even for a child. You know, he's... But he's got, he's got the selective hearing of a dog, where he's like, hey, don't touch that. <laughs> he does that, like, side of the mouth, eating off the table thing that dogs do. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he's clearly very self-aware, because he, he recognises when Mando's in trouble and uses his little force powers. Yeah. Uh, he's got the healing powers that he used on Carl Weathers yeah, after the Predator attacked him. It's... The little naughty things he does, which I do love, like in the first series where he's reaching for the lever and he just wants to play with it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Just the end of episode two where he's just sitting up front and then just an egg. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. Has they, he been storing that? Like... <laughs> Like a hamster in a pouch. Yeah. The, um, that's one thing I would say for the show is it has a lot of visual gags that Star Wars isn't yeah. very well known for. Like my favourite bit is episode uh, three we've just watched when the Razor Crest is crashing through the atmosphere, very Apollo thirteen esque. Um, well, that makes sense yeah. because Ron Howard did that and Bryce Dallas Howard uh, did this one. Uh, there you go. We've, we've we pieced go. together. We've we've done analysis. Yay. <laughs> um, but I love when it, it lands on its thing and just tips into the ocean. Yeah. It's fantastic. And how cool is it seeing like a, an ocean eighty eighty, like a sea attack? That was so yeah. cool. That's a lot. Yeah. Like that's the things that like we said this about when we discussed the Phantom Menace, like the double-edged lightsaber. Take the thing we think we know and just twist it a little bit, and it's really cool. Like yeah. I love seeing the eighty eighty because how long are its legs in that ocean? How, how deep is that sea at that point? <laughs> Imagine if it's not. It's just a puddle. But, just... <laughs> yeah. but either way, I thought that was really cool. And, and there's, yeah. there's a lot of season two has looked spectacular. Um, I, I love all the shots of Mandalorians and the jetpacks. That They look great. Although there's people, some not, not kicking off, but I've seen things about, is boob armor necessary? I like, think it's it's not as big a problem as I think the internet wants it to be, no. um, because uh, actually it it might be to be fair, because yeah. I mean we're probably not the right people to discuss this because I don't be know, no. <laughs> um, but I I would give the benefit of the doubt to the people in the creative room that 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 was probably a conversation that they had because it, and it isn't like grotesquely shaped boob armor it is no, there's just, no nipples or anything yeah there's no like michael Sh no joel schumacher michael schumacher joel <laughs> schumacher-esque you know like curvature oh. it is just oh, can you imagine if joel schumacher did a mandalorian episode <laughs> sadly we'll never see but i'll bet it would have been horny as and anything horny neon nightmare <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah I kind of want to see a Joel Schumacher Mando episode, but sadly it'll never happen. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if boob armor is necessary, but I don't think it is as much of a, a sexist disaster as some of Twitter thinks it is, quite frankly. It seems like one of those things that we people would like to just sort of contrive debates out of nothing. Yeah, um, well, that's why we're doing a podcast. So. True, true. Because <laughs> usually it'll be like, see Mandalorian? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? 
yeah right well i'll see you next week um but yeah i think like you said it's it's it's, it's interesting that we're getting a bit more of of mando discovering himself and discovering his culture um because that straight away like you said i was a bit like okay great there's a bit more for him to do emotionally now he's not yeah. just like a video game character completing quests for strangers and um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where where it goes. Uh, one one question I had though is why? How does so many people not know about the Jedi? Yeah, because to, to the point where it's like never heard of them. Surely it'd be like, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've heard of them. It's like it's brand new information to some people. That like there was. For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, there were these magical sorcerers across the entire galaxy. Like, I'd get it if they were like a small religion on a couple of planets that occasionally came out of the shadows to help, but they were everywhere. Yeah. Merely 40 years ago. You know, it'd be like us not knowing about like World War II happening. And, you know, and I get the Empire purged the Jedi and probably deleted all the records of them. Oh, yeah. It's, I think it, it's probably a combination of. Because you've seen that throughout the years of like, say like the, the Roman Empire come in, the mm. country of like, but burnt the libraries and yeah, well it's like with um old religions and stuff like paganism. We know stuff about it, like in a in a mythological way, we know about Odin and stuff, but we don't really know how these religions were actually practiced and all that but kind of thing. The thing is though, they were hundreds of years ago. The Jedi in this world were a couple of decades prior, and there's still some of them alive. Ahsoka Tano's still there. <laughs> Luke Skywalker's still there. Darth Vader was a Jedi, and people know who Darth Vader was. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, I, I hate... To be fair, it, even in those ones, like when he's talking to the Empire guys, and it's like, there's the... Oh, yeah, that guy's like, no, hokey religion will save you or whatever. He's stupid magic and then gets choked out it's like well <laughs> he loves it though. i think the empire is definitely <laughs> even if they haven't quashed it entirely they've also undermined it yeah it's which which i, I totally get all that and i totally get that, that there might be some skepticism about if they actually existed but it's just the fact that that mandalorian who we have seen in flashbacks with droids so he was you know, conscious and alive during the Clone Wars, yeah. in which hundreds of Jedi fought, doesn't know what a Jedi is. It just, I don't, it, that for me just doesn't sit right. Well, there's also the thing where it's, we spent, I think that's almost everywhere we've been has been kind of outer rim, mm. like, especially like Tatooine and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think the Jedi really went out, because they were very no, bureaucratic and governmental. They didn't go to these places. They didn't, but, He's been to Tatooine, I think, two or three times now. Tatooine has had numerous Jedi in there. And to the point where, you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, they fully aware of the Jedi. They surely spoke to people, I'm sure, when they nipped into Mos Eisley to do the shopping. <laughs> you know, I just... And, you know, th th there's been enough incidences in Tatooine where they've seen lightsabers, they've witnessed Jedi, they've seen all yeah. sorts go on. And... Well, then... If they if they are gonna play on the fact that he's been in this cult since childhood, which is a splinter of a different smaller group, they don't they stay in one place. They don't deal with yeah. any other people except to do missions. He yeah, could know, he could no bugger. He could be like a, like a yeah Mormon. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like an Amish, Amish person. <laughs> Amish, yeah. Oh, there you go, Mormon. Sorry, Mormons. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think we've got any listeners that are Mormon anyway. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Hello. Yeah, I guess that's... My a f- name is Aldabra. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. Um, yeah, it's a fair point. I just, I suppose maybe the show hasn't done a good enough job for me then of establishing the fact that he has lived in this bubble his whole life. Because it's... The only flashbacks we've seen of him are outside of the bubble with, you know, you know, super battle droids. And it's like, well, he's yeah. clearly witnessed a lot of the wider universe. I, I just think they need to explain a bit more about how on earth the Jedi have become so quickly forgotten when it's not as if they were such a, they were a small part. They had, you know, they had a council that, you know, they yeah. were, it just, it bothers me because I love the Jedi. They're one of the bits I love most about the Star yeah. Wars universe. And I hate that they're trying to find a way to make them seem so utterly, you know, just non-existent. Yeah. Well, part of it could be like, because we've seen things, most of the films, from a Jedi perspective or close to a Jedi perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, it could very well be like a, a secret police style thing where they shroud themselves in mystery. Which... Again, th- th- that would be great and we'd be really cool, but we- we've never been shown that. We've never been told that. If if in this series we'd seen other planets that had never, ever had a Jedi visit them and never really left, again, I would think, okay, maybe that's possible. But from all we've seen from Star Wars is, like you said, we've only ever seen it with Jedi zipping about the galaxy from planet to planet, fucking up everywhere they go, basically. Um, and, and there's little bits in the Clone Wars where you see people that don't actually like the Jedi because they, they don't do enough to help the normal people. And so it could well be that there's, there's obviously planets that have never had a Jedi visit them. Um, it's just people like Mando that are clearly um, well-traveled individuals. Mm. I'm just surprised that when the armor lady told him, he was like, uh, 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 what now? Like, surely surely he's at least heard of them at some point in his... In maybe, his maybe it's because she said Jedi and not Space Wizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He should go, go for the Space Wizards. Oh, the Space Wizards. Oh, there's, <laughs> one, there's one hiding on Tatooine. I'll go there now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, and he finds that he, that he died a long time ago. Ah, oh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> it's... It just bothers me because, you know, again, I, I totally get that there was the purge of the Jedi and all this, but it's... I don't. I just don't think Star Wars in general did laid enough groundwork to establish the fact that the Jedi were completely forgotten, because even Han Solo knows about them. Although he doesn't believe in it, he knows about it. Um, so I don't know. Well, but it, it'll be exciting to see Ahsoka at some point. Um, I don't think we're going to get her in the next episode. Um, just because no. Dave Filoni has directed episode five and because he created Ahsoka Tano, I'd be like, that, that, that has to be the Ahsoka Tano episode because there's no way he'd give up that episode yeah. to direct. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have it. I don't care. You can have that one. I'll yeah. do the Boba Fett one. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm excited. Boba Fett, yeah, I am. Um, now, we do actually, believe it or not, have a listener question. What? Yeah. I know we have a listener and a question. Um, so this is comes, it my mum. Um, yeah, Mrs. Rees. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's still, it's not. It's, she's not a reason. <laughs> well, 
shut up. Um, <laughs> no, this uh, this comes from Superman the Animated Podcast, and Ooh. they have asked, how many seasons do you think we will get, and can you see any more surprising cameos? Um, so let's address the first part of that question. How many seasons do you think we're going to get? I think it depends if they do anything like the Netflix model as well, where they only give more seasons to things that are actually bringing people in. Oh, the Netflix model is a fickle, fickle bitch. Yeah, because it's two seasons and then that'll do, unless, you, unless you're like a Stranger Things. Yeah, unless you're Stranger Things or House of Cards, which even now that's obviously getting binned. Orange is the New Black's had, had some good legs to it. But yeah, a lot of Netflix gets cancelled very quickly just because it doesn't... They've got an algorithm that yeah, is, it, is ruthless. Once people are in, most people, it's like hang about because it's, it's people are lazy. Yeah. It's just about getting people in. Uh, but yeah, it depends if they go that route or not. I reckon, depending on how the series goes, one more. I don't think we're going to get a huge amount. I think about five for me. I, said, I, I don't think it'd be one of your eight to ten seasons like The Flash on the CW or something like your old like, no. Smallville that went for 12 years. I think it'll be like a, a, a five max um, because then I think they'll start doing their other shows. You know, they'll, they'll, you know we're going to get the Obi-Wan miniseries and they'll probably spin off from this at some point. Um, but yeah, I think they'll tell a reasonably concise four or five seasons of, of story because like like... well they've already started on season three so oh, you know, okay. definitely, yeah we're oh. definitely getting three <laughs> so I just feel like we will get at least four because I just think already it's become bigger for Disney Plus than almost anything has for Netflix except yeah. for Stranger Things and I think this is probably bigger than Stranger Things because it's got the Star Wars hook to it. It might be now, like first series of Stranger Things into the second one. That got big. Yeah, and 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 they both sort of tap into eighties nostalgia in a very big, big bad way. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I would say five. Um, and any more cameos? Do you think there's anybody else that we're going to see from OG Star Wars or prequel think, Star Wars? Or do I we think get? They might, but I don't think they should. <laughs> yeah that's the thing isn't it like, it must be so tempting to try and just like sneak the millennium falcon into a scene at some point or because i mean obviously it's pretty difficult to get any of the you know you can't put luke skywalker it mark Hamill's a bit too old for this this time period we're in um i always forget which where we actually are like it's <laughs> We're a few years after Return of the Jedi, so the Empire's fallen, but it's still trying to cling itself together. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I guess... In... I think if they do, it's... I don't think it's going to be big characters, unless they throw in Chewbacca at some point randomly. Yeah, for me, if if we get cameos, it's the ones that aren't human, because it's easier to justify the age problem at that point. And actually, a lot of our characters from the previous films, they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> They're all dead or the actors are too old. Yeah, I think they're going to do more like species cameos. Like they'll throw yeah. in a Wookiee, they'll throw in a... Yeah, great hut. point. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're bound to see a hut at some point. Um, you know, we might see part of like Darth Maul's race. Um, That'd be cool. Seeing yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah, we've I'd... seen... Oh, I don't know. We've seen it. I don't know, very different. Because you've got the single horn guys. Yeah. Had 
I've, I have forgot the name of Darth Maul's race, but but they are their own race. Um, mm-hmm. But then, I, you know, I wonder if if maybe we see people from like the Solo film. Do we get a bit of like Amelia Clark's Kira? Possibly. Solo? I've, I I don't care for Solo. It's fine. It's totally totally fine. It's just yeah, very very forgettable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else that you can squeeze into it. I mean, you know, if they were you know, really desperate, you could. You know, have force ghost cameos, but again, that would just feel uh, very contrived. But I don't think they should at this point because then who's no, seeing it's... is it baby Yoda seeing a force ghost? Yeah, I mean, do we get Yoda? No, I, I don't. It's, it's, I it's think it's a gonna... puppet, a <laughs> force ghost puppet. You can do that. Frank Oz yeah. can do the voice, it's easy, easy done. I quite like to see Yaddle, maybe bring in Yaddle. Yaddle's definitely dead. Leave alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anyone else that we might actually see, or anyone that would actually make sense, you know, organically in the story, depending on depending on where they go. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And I think I, th- I think there will be some other surprising appearances, but I just hope it's no one. I don't want it to be someone too big that it overshadows the Mandalorian. No, I think if they do, it might. If they bring in characters, I think it's going to be from either the cartoons or maybe the video games. Yeah. Like a Kyle Katarn or something. Is that in mm. the right time frame? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Those, those are just nonsense words to me. <laughs> so. There's um, like how many, most of the, the big Jedi that we've even just seen on the council or whatever, they've kind of been accounted for at this point, haven't they? Yeah. 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 There's, there's still that desperate fan theory that makes Windu still alive. He's dead. He's definitely dead. <laughs> He's a hundred percent dead. Um, yeah, it's just I think rather than cameos, we might just get more sort of, you know, allusions to the rebellion to people like Luke, Leia, and Han because because th- they're out and about trying to build this new republic at this point. So I don't. We won't see them. Obviously, we can't see some of them. But I think, like I said, we we, we might just see bits of the rebellion. You know, maybe some tertiary characters. Maybe your your, your Akbars possibly and well we've seen we've seen them on Calamari now yeah so um, I I did I did enjoy seeing like the X wings and stuff because I wasn't I, expecting that it, was I really liked that and what I loved about it was what that is that they were competent I liked that yeah. actually they were really uh, good at good at the job and yeah it was just cool seeing the this new republic doing doing what they're doing so i just explore you know patrolling the galaxy i'd like to see more of that because it's kind of so far mando hasn't had much to sort of uh weave his way around he's just sort of coming up against monsters and creatures and the occasional village folk that don't like him i'd like to see him <laughs> running up more against the establishment because that, that's yeah. a bit more of, of your outlaw story than let's see him trying to he's because he's trying to do a reasonably noble thing and it it's quite a, an intriguing sort of um it's interesting to see him going up against the rebellion because they just assume he's he's a bad guy and actually he's trying to do a good thing so yeah well they, they kind of i kind of wish they it was tricky in that episode because they did the whole like oh we should arrest you but you seem cool <laughs> yeah but it was kind of it, it's nice seeing a bit more of the gray area with even the rebellion they're not quite they're not just these stuffy good guys played by the rules they, yeah, they, they, when, they has, got a bit when of... has any policeman like pulled over someone for doing something illegal 
looked at that record and I'm like, you did do this illegal thing, but while you were doing it, you said some nice things about a guy who died. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just felt sorry for him seeing all the spiders on his yeah. razor caress. Like, oh, we can't arrest this guy. He's had a shit day. <laughs> wow. Um, so where where do you hope the show might might go this season then? Um it could, uh, all that could be, I think it'd be quite interesting to have Boba Fett become like almost like a new paternal figure for him. Like mm. a character who will know more stuff about Mandalore and the Mandalorian culture. That's interesting. And then can maybe pull him out of the, the culty side of things and be like, yes, you're a Mandalorian. But yeah, because not it... everything you've been told is necessarily right. Yeah, they've sort of positioned Boba Fett as maybe an antagonist, but it'd be interesting to see him as like a mentor figure, wouldn't yeah. it? Mm, interesting. Only yeah. stuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I would like to see... Um, I don't want the Baby Yoda mystery dragged out much more beyond this season because I think the show could actually go somewhere more interesting without the Baby Yoda mystery underpinning it the whole time that might end up being might end up being the whole show which is fine but i think it would it'd be nice if that if the show could then pivot in a different direction where it's not just him escorting the child around various planets so um very excited to see, to see ahsoka tano though yeah i'd like to see a non-humanoid mandalorian because mm. like yeah he's a, like they've already set up foundlings yeah, that'd be interesting. So I could, yeah, because like you know the the, the Jedi and the Yoda. Rebellion. Yeah, they've got yeah. loads of different species, haven't they? Give Baby Yoda a jetpack. <laughs> yes, that's it done. That's all we need to see is tiny little Yoda zipping into the sky in a jet, a comically oversized jetpack. There you go. If you take nothing else away from this, give Baby Yoda a jetpack. Perfect. Well, that's that's all I have to say about the show. I mean, overall, very very enjoyable. Need needs a bit more character drama, but it's it's just it's an awful lot of fun. It is a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, and I like all the little the people who are getting into it, like you, Taika and yeah, yeah, uh, Iowadi and yeah, and, and oh yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and, and, and Bryce Dallas Howard did a great job on on the most recent episode as well. I thought that was it was not as good as episode one, but better than episode two. Um, I hope we see more of Bo-Katan we will see more of Bo-Katan um, and yeah and Pedro Pascal's great as well um, yeah. but I think he he is wasted behind that mask He's. I love his voice, he's just such a tired dad where he's like mm. no stop it he does a great job <laughs> isn't he he does, a, he does such a fantastic job of, of being yeah it's like, is, no. he, is he the best dad in Star Wars it's a low bar, Tom. Yeah. It is a very low bar. Um, I mean, Django Fett was doing all right, and then he got his head cut off. Yeah. Classic, uh, classic dad mistake, that. Anakin, not, not great. Anakin, Anakin. Not, not you. Ooh, no, he's not getting many Father's Day cards. Um, who else we got? Water. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, if he's got kids, he, he, he works hard. He's, he's not... The worst slave owner in the galaxy. Yeah, I'm going back to my theory that they're actually a happy family unit and mm. he's just pretending. That's fine. I love that theory. <laughs> uh, Palpatine, who now we know apparently had kids, he's not a good dad. No. 
Still not the worst in the galaxy somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> somehow. Uh, yeah, Mando might be the best father figure in the whole whole galaxy we've seen so far. Yeah. And that is by no means a hyperbole at this point. <laughs> Everyone in this show has massive daddy issues. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well... There you go. Well, everyone, uh, let us know what you think of The Mandalorian. We assume that you enjoy it, but just, just send us some tweets. Yeah, thank some... you for that question, Superman podcast. Animated. Yeah, yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, if, if you want to hear us discuss anything else, you can, of course, tweet us. We are at podcasts OIE on Twitter because I couldn't fit the whole name into the, in the Twitter <laughs> handle. Uh, we are also podcasts on Infinite Earth on Instagram, same on Facebook. And if you like the show, share us, rate us, and as always, don't tell Tom's mum. Cheers. And, and we'll see you next time for finally our Highlander episode. Woohoo! There can Thanks. be only one! <laughs> <laughs> what kept you? <laughs> <laughs>